Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Poole. And I'm this podcast, we've hacked hundreds of entrepreneurs' hindsight to help you, the listener, with better foresight. Now, guys, if you want to know all about what we can do to help you focus on being you, head over to GetHHM.com. Keep pushing through those ups and downs that we all will have. We're still going to have amazing conversations with amazing people. Hindsight hacking boils down to amazing conversations with some amazing people. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we have another first. I love calling out the first, Mr. David Creel. He is a Zig Ziglar coach, one of 14 to be exact. And we're going to get into why his coaching business is all about referrals, all about invitation only. And honestly, it, it, the way of doing it, the slow and correct, like slow and steady wins the race. David, super excited to have you on the show and uh, looking forward to getting into this. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's going to be a pleasure. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about. No, I cannot wait either. I know we we spent a long time on our first call and we started talking and I was like, Corey, don't forget to press record. Let's go. Come on, get going. But before we get too far and get too excited about it, why don't you take a moment and tell everyone a little bit more about you? Well. So I have two businesses that I run myself. Um, I have a pressure washing business in the Houston area, which is my job. It pays the bills, no problem. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't think about pressure washing when I'm not pressure washing. And I don't think about pressure washing when I'm pressure washing. So that's my job. And I believe in the quotation from Les Brown, who says, job is what you're paid for. A calling is what you're made for. So my job right now is I'm a pressure washer. That's what feeds us. My calling is I'm a coach. And I've been basically coaching people my entire life professionally for about two years now. And I just love the, I love the idea of creating something that didn't exist before our call. And it's like when people have an insight that's a sight from within, they see the world differently. And I love seeing the light bulbs come on in people and allow them to see things in a way they haven't seen them before. Love it. Love it. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Ron and I, we both had jobs. It wasn't our own you know, business at that point. It was an actual job. But it, the best part of our jobs was when we were able to help the people that worked for us achieve things that they didn't believe they could achieve. Now, we didn't do it through the call. We didn't do it you know, they didn't necessarily pay us, right? Like we were paying them as employees to to grow and all that. And that was the first thing that led Ron and I to doing what we were called to do, to doing something that we love doing and in, in the world of podcasting and coaching through the podcasting and that kind of stuff. So pretty awesome to be able to have that similarity. But one question that, that has me going is you being the one of 14 uh, Zig Ziglar coaches, right? Like you being is not a huge number. I mean, like Zig Ziglar is huge. Like people can go search his name and they probably heard a quote, read a book or done something that revolves around him. So I'm just wondering like, what, why, why did you choose uh, Zig Ziglar and that style? Why did you start there anyway? 
and uh, you know just anything related to to the man himself. Really quick before you go, and I normally don't interrupt, but Corey, if you remember, one of my quotes on the bottom of my email was a Zig Ziglar quote. Yeah, you yeah. know. So anyway, what's, what's the quote on the bottom of your email? I don't even remember. It was like it was five years ago. Awesome. Okay. Uh, okay. So slight correct. I'm one of 14 that have the choose to win and see you at the top coaching designations. Okay. Okay. But the program has only been around. I was in class two of choose to win, which is based on the book on Ziegler. So there's probably 200 or so of them, but it's only been around for two years or a year and a half. So they haven't had as long as a track record as John Maxwell or Tony Robbins or whoever. So what drew me to Zig was a couple of things. One, the will of life, mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. So, you know, rate yourself zero to 10, 10 being the best you could ever hope and dream for and zero being basically you're dead. And they, Zig believed and preached in balanced success. So how many times have, you know, you said when you had your previous jobs, did your job get the best of you? And when you got home, your family got the scraps or the leftovers or nothing because you were in a bad mood from your job. All of the time. Okay. Well, there you go. And you know what all means? Pop quiz. This is free. All means all. And that's all that all means. Right. Okay. So pop quiz. <laughs> the, the reason I liked Zig, I was drawn to Zig is because to the best of his ability, he practiced what he preached. He has a quotation that's kind of like my life motto. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And if you think about it, that's actually true. There's a lady named Byron Katie, and she has a quotation that says, you can have everything in life you want if you're willing to ask a thousand people for it. Because if you go from zero to a thousand, someone will tell you yes. And then you'll have to start back over for another thousand. So I just like the way he he had rules where, like, for example, Zig, whenever he would go speaking somewhere, he had a rule where he would not get into an elevator or a car with a single female under any circumstances whatsoever. Because he didn't want to get the impression that something could be going on. Now, if it was two females or it was a man and a woman or two males or a male, he's cool. But if it was an elevator and just a lady was going in, he would wait for the next elevator. And it was just a, he lived what he preached. He was married to the same woman for 60 years almost before he passed. He, he never got involved in any scandals, anything like that. And to me, he just lived a model life that I like to mimic. I love that. I love it. It's, we call those boundaries in our house, right? So now there's, there's boundaries, right? And I think that that protects marriages, that protects a bunch of different things. But I absolutely love that. And I love the practice what you preach thing, because there's so many people out there just selling to sell, right? And they're, they're trying to get people in their coaching program to sell something. And then you really realize, hmm, probably not the person I want to listen to, right? And so for you to go, hey, he preaches what he preaches, he follows it. I want to model that. And then, you know, we've talked multiple times, like we could tell you're very high in, in integrity and, and you're there and and you want to help people even even talking about your power washing like you already have a legacy plan for that with your family which is amazing so looking at the slow and steady piece I want to go back to that and building your 
your company through referrals or word of mouth. You know, Corey and I believe in that as well. But we had a good conversation before the show actually started that I want to kind of continue. So when you look at the slow and steady, and there's a lot of people that are just not willing to do that, why do you think that is? I have, an, I have my own opinion, but why do you think that is? Why do you think that people aren't willing to do the slow and steady way? Yeah. I think we live in a microwave culture and sometimes we need a crock pot. You know, people want stuff yesterday, you know, and I think it comes down to comparing your success right now where you are to where someone who's 10 years ahead of you is right now. That's what, you know, Facebook and social media, you know, compare itis is, is, is a sickness, you know? So how many times you looked on Facebook and you think this person here has everything together. Now, of course, we're comparing our lowlights to someone else's highlights because like, let me speak for myself here. I've never put on Facebook. Yeah. Y'all just missed out. Me and my wife had the biggest knockdown drag out ever, and I shoved my, my fist through the sheetrock wall. Never in my life have I ever posted on social media. But how many times do you not see the story behind the story where, yes, their family po- photo looks great and everything's, you know, everyone's hair's done, you know, not mine, of course, but everyone else's hair's done and their makeup's done, and everything's perfect. But right before they hit, let's record they're cussing each other out. I think the main problem is trying to compare yourself to the success of others versus, you know, we've all heard the phrase, I'm an overnight success. Well, those don't exist. You know, overnight successes are, you didn't see the 10 years in the background where they're working where no one on the planet knew who they were. And then all of a sudden something sparked. And then all of a sudden they're on every magazine in the whole world, but you didn't see about the 10 years before that where, you know, we don't like to talk about the grind and continuing to work. You know, Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son has a, a phrase, not PC, like politically correct, PC being persistent and consistent, being persistent, doing it as often as needed or as often as necessary to achieve the desired result and consistent. Like I consistently brush my teeth twice a day. Okay. But right, that, right. Was, that was a habit. Some people, you know, little babies don't brush their teeth or, you know, babies that when they start getting their teeth. So it's a habit. And I think that's the answer to your question. It's consistent, lack of consistency, comparing people. And yeah. Let's dig into the persistent, consistent within your business, because just to expand on the, you preaching, you know, practicing what you preach, right? And so you started your, your coaching business two years ago, uh, professionally anyway, right? Like obviously you were doing it before, but you started it and started with, with one referral and helping that person and then another referral. And, and two years, you know, like now it's, it's a, a long time, right? Like now it's, it's actually, you've been putting in, in the time to, to grow it steadily. And, and so just talk to us a little bit about that persistence that you've had to go through to get the referrals, to get, to be, you know, consistently adding that to, doing what you're called to do and uh, yeah, persistent, consistent over the last two years to keep it going. Well, at least with coaching and with most things too, anything worth doing, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can learn how to do it well. Okay. So my calling is I'm supposed to coach people full stop. That's it. So 
being persistent and consistent is having a long-term mindset. Like you're not trying to be a flash in the pan and, you know, I'm going to dabble in this coaching thing or if it doesn't work, I'll go get a job or, you know, whatever. I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one on this call that is completely unemployable at this point. Okay. Am I the only one? Okay. I was unemployable when I was employed. Let's just go there. That was the, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a different story for a different time. But for, to answer your question, I think it's you have to be committed because people aren't committed. They're, I mean, just look at the, look at the divorce rates. You know, it's, it's over 50% if you look at most studies. You know, and whenever you have a long-term mindset about what you'd like your life to look like, the little things that can stop you or halt your progress, the road's out. It's just, you got a little pebble on the road and you just go around the pebble. It's not a a hammer that's going to end it. So I think it's making a daily mode of operation to where I do this, 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 and then this happens. I do this, 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 and then this happens. If I do this, 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 this happens, which is bad. So I'm going to switch that and do something else. And I think it's having a long-term mindset where everything doesn't have to be a home run. Sometimes you can just hit a single, but if you hit enough singles, the other team is going to be wore out. If you string together six or seven or eight singles in a row, oh, you looked up, you've got seven runs on the board. You don't always have to hit one 500 foot. You know, I mean, it's cool. I mean, chicks dig the long ball. You know, we all, we all know this, but sometimes you just need to Sometimes I've heard it said like this, you may not have your best or you may not be at your best, but give the best you have today where you're just putting the work in, putting the work in, putting the work in that with a long-term mindset, I think is how you grow. But that goes back to the previous question about where you're not comparing yourself to someone else, because if they've been putting the daily work in for the last five years and you've been putting the daily work in for the last five minutes, they're probably going to have better results than you are, unless they're just terrible. So it's have a long-term mindset. I love that. And I I think there's always something to be grateful for. If you don't think there's anything to be grateful for, take a deep, big breath of oxygen. (laughs) Right, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. There's always something to be grateful for. It doesn't matter how bad things are or whatever. If you look at it with through gratitude, your attitude changes. I mean, it changes like that. So I think that's huge. You know, going through all those pieces, it's it's one of those things that I know has helped me get through some hard things was just being grateful. Yeah, I think it was. I'm going to probably butcher the guy's name, but there's a guy named Hans Selye. I think is how you say his name. He said gratitude was the, is the healthiest of all human emotions. Because you can always find something grateful for. Yes. Okay. You might have your shoe might have, you know, the the sole, you might have had a blowout on your shoe, but you have a foot and you have a leg and you can walk and, you know, probably have 15 other pairs of shoes at home. (laughs) Yes. A lot of cases, yes. Or you probably have the money to go buy another pair of shoes. It may not be the pair you want, but if you really need to find $15, go find a pair of shoes, you'll find $15, go find a pair of shoes. Find someone to serve and say, or walk up to somebody, walk up to 15 random people and say, can I have a dollar? 
just because, and then take their money and go buy you another pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to switch gears a little bit. In hindsight hacking, our goal is to hack your hindsight to give our listeners clear foresight. And But my question to you today around hindsight is you've got this business, which has allowed you to feed your family for the last six years. And, and Ron mentioned already how you plan to have it as more of a legacy and at some point give it to your son to to be able to run like that's incredible and even though it's not something you think about daily or even while doing what's something that you've really learned when because you were able to start this business and move in this direction to be able to feed the family that has led you to now you're doing what you're called to do and the coaching side like what's that thing that you over the last 6 years you've really been able to to glean that it, hey if you're starting out you can still get there, right? Like you can still get there. Maybe you wish you would have started to do what you called you were called to do sooner or not. But what's that what's that advice you could give some some people? Everything in life happens for you and not to you. I'm laughing here because this if you listen to several of our shows, there is a point before Ron and I made the leap to leave the jobs where I got laid off and I, I looked at Ron and, and I was like, this happened to us or for us. I choose four. And I was able to go all in and, you know, then, you know, we never looked back. And so that's pretty, pretty funny. You said exactly that. So, okay. Well, but it's true. Cause if you think about it, eventually everything will work out and whatever you're going through now, presently will go through in the future, have gone through in the past. First off, you can't do anything about what you've done in the past. We can't do anything about the last five seconds, much less the last five years or the last 50 years, but that's a different story. If you come in with the mindset of, eventually this will all work out. You have a piece about things where now you have to do the work. You, you can't hire anyone to do your pushups for you. You've got to put, it doesn't work. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, it works for them, but it doesn't work for yeah, you. They, you know, they're really great. Uh, yeah. They, they're, they're looking stellar and you're looking like you haven't done any pushups, but it's also with the understanding that it's all going to work out and everything happens for you. I think with those mindsets, it's when you pair that with having a long-term vision, like I'm going over here and I'm going this way now, but I'm going to get the, the ship going back. And I'm going this direction. It, it just makes it to where more than likely when a negative event happens, more than likely it's not going to be fatal for yourself or your business, probably. I mean, it is possible, but 99 times out of 100, it's not. And is it an actual problem or are you just perceiving it to be a problem? You know, like I heard Earl Nightingale, who did the audio, The Strangest Secret. If you have not heard this, this must listen to stuff. But he said, successful people, it's not like successful people don't have problems. They've just learned how to solve their problems. So at first, like, for example, for the pressure washing, at first, for the first six months, I passed out a thousand flyers a week for six months straight. Hot, cold, whatever. Every Monday, me and a buddy passed out a thousand flyers a week. Some people, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Sometimes they're not willing to do that. They say they are, but then when the rubber meets the road, they're not. So the hardest sale you'll ever make is the one you make to yourself. Because until you've sold yourself, let me tell you a story. This isn't coaching. This is pressure washing, but it, it kind of applies. It works. The very, very, very first time I got a pressure washing job, before I was officially, because I had my other job, a guy, I said, hey, I do pressure washing. Would you, would you like a flyer? 
He goes, yeah. He said, what do you charge? I said, I don't know what I said, $100. He goes, when can you start? And I said, tomorrow? Like I had no idea what he was going to say, but I didn't believe it was possible because I had never done it before. But I've also heard it said, the key to self-confidence is keeping the promises you make to yourself. Where if you said, like with y'all's guys' examples, where you said, we're going to leave our secure jobs, quote unquote, and we're going to start this thing over here. You made a plan, you acted on the plan, and then here you are. Ta-da! You are an overnight success in however many years I've been doing this, you know? But I think the whatever's currently going on, another hindsight hack, is whatever's going on has come to pass. It has not come to stay. Eventually, it will get better, you know? And you just have to have that mindset. Mm. 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 So many mic drops. That was so good. So I know we've kind of teased on it and talked about it, but I, I want to kind of give you the opportunity to talk a lot about your coaching and how people can get involved with you. Cause I'm sure people are like, Ooh, that sounds like something I need to be involved with. So tell us a little bit more about your coaching, how, how you help people, how they get involved with you and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, the simple answer is we have conversations. I do almost none of the talking. I ask good questions, borderline great questions in my humble opinion. (laughs) And I create the space for you to come up with your own answers because the answers are already inside you. It's just, it's been piled on and whatever by life and past circumstances and all that stuff where you haven't really thought about this for a while. So the short answer is we have conversations. I ask a few questions. I don't say a whole lot. And then your world changes. Okay, that's the, that's the simple answer. The longer answer is I like to give people an experience of how life-changing coaching can be versus telling people how great coaching is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as much where right now I've got two coaches and come January, I'm going to have three coaches for myself. And when people have an experience, here's a great quotation someone with an experience is never at the mercy of someone with an opinion. For example, I have kidney stones. Okay. I wouldn't wish those on my worst in me. It's the worst pain by a lot I've ever been in my whole life. That's a different story. Someone can tell me, a doctor who's never had a kidney stone could tell me, you're going to feel this, 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 this. But if he's never had a kidney stone, he doesn't have an experience about it. So when you have an experience and you just have an opinion The people with an opinion, it doesn't really matter until you have an experience. So how it works is I give people an experience. I set aside basically 90 minutes, give or take. And we just talk about what's going on. What would you like to create? Potential blind spots in your life. Blind spots are interesting because I'm going to read this directly off a text my friend sent me. This is the best definition I've ever heard about a blind spot. Blind spot. The area around a vehicle, construction equipment, or person that is not visible to the operator, either by direct line of sight or indirectly by use of internal and external mirrors. So by definition of a blind spot, you don't know something's there because you can't see it. And that's what the coaching does. And it's, I'm going to show you something else too. I'm going to put it on the screen. 
Y'all may have seen this before, but you might not have. Okay, so insights can happen like this. Once you get an insight, you see what things one way, then you have the insight, then you see things another way. For example, okay, we've all seen this, right? FedEx logo. Yeah, I, I know the answer, so I can't look at it any other way. It drives me nuts. Look, there's an arrow yep. between the E and the X. So now, every time you see a FedEx logo, you won't be able to not see that arrow. Mm-hmm. So that's how the coaching is. We just have a conversation. And then you see things differently, and we create something that didn't exist before we talked because you might not have been aware or had any thoughts or knowledge. And I like to give people an experience. Love it. So what's what, who's your kind of ideal person that you're working with on a regular basis? Obviously, with referrals, that sometimes that gets swapped around because you're not seeking them. But yeah, who's kind of your main type of person that you're working with? I like working with high performers. By high performance, I mean sustained excellence over time. You know, we're not talking one hit one hit wonders and all. So if we're talking high performers that have a long term plan, I also have had great success with people whose income is directly tied to their results, like salespeople or whatever. Because, like for example, one of my previous cl- clients named Troy, he makes great money by any stretch of the imagination, like to the tune of four hundred grand. Okay, so in my world, that's great money. To, to the high rollers I'm talking to over here, 400 grand might not be a whole lot of money. But to me, that's a whole lot of money. Okay. But here is the deal. He didn't know where it was all going. And simply by paying attention, he managed to save over the time we worked together, he managed to save 75 grand just simply by paying attention. I mean, one week he spent, I had him track it because he'd never tracked it before. I had him track it the month before. Just eating out, they spent $2,400 in one month. I said, I know where you're going. I said, I know where all your money's going. He goes, where's that? I said, Chili's, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. I said, you're eating all your money. That didn't include grocery stores, mind you. That was just going out to eat. Right. I mean, they were spending spending four grand a month on food for a family of three. I said, have you ever heard of a thing called a stove and a refrigerator and an oven and a microwave, you know, where you could eat at home? strange concept, I know, but those kind of people too, where generally when you make a lot of money, you spend a lot of money too. And you don't know where it's going because I'm going to go make some and I'm going to spend a lot more and I'm going to spend a lot more than I make. And that was just one example, but I I gravitate towards those kind of people. No, I think that's huge because we, my wife and I, we just made a dinner last night. It was a filet mignon on a portobello mushroom with some gorgonzola on top. And then we had some broccoli and some uh, risotto, right? Now, two meals that easily would have been well over a hundred bucks in a restaurant like that, right? It literally cost us, the steak was expensive, but maybe, maybe 50 bucks for the whole thing. Maybe. And we could get our food. Yeah. Which is doable. But that same filet, filet is my choice of meat, by the way, medium. Thank you very much. We're done here. When we go to Houston, we're going out to eat steak. I know. Now I'm hungry all of a sudden. What just happened? Fellas, it's on me. Whenever y'all come over here, it's on me. All right, we're going. Uh, But with your filet, say you went to a meat market or Kroger or wherever you went to go buy your steak from, it cost you 30 bucks. I'm I'm just making this up. I have no idea. But if you go to Del Frisco's, 
yeah, that same thing is going to cost you sixty plus tip. Yeah. So that exact same thing is going to cost you seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, by the time you get macaroni and cheese and an appetizer and a dessert, you're at three hundred dollars for two people to eat. Yep. So you you mentioned that you've you've got currently have two coaches. You're about to have a third. And and Ron and I. We fully believe if you're a coach, you should have a coach, right? Like you should be bettering yourself and increasing your ability to teach what you want to teach. And the only way to do that is to have someone helping you along the way. And so what kind of coaches are you getting? I know Ron and I, we've been very specific. At first, we were getting too many voices and had a, multiple coaches. And then 2021, at the start of the year, we're like, okay, we've got our two coaches for the entire year. You know, sometimes we're specific to like, oh, we want to get really good at Facebook ads. So we're going to just learn from this person that does Facebook ads or whatever the situation was. But yeah, tell us about like the coaches that you have and that you're uh, learning from. One coach, the coach that's going to, I'm going to start, that's one of my coaches now that I'm going to start, I'm going to hire on a one-on-one basis starting in January. He just allows me to see things from a different perspective. I've already been coaching with him in a group setting with about nine or 10 other people since July. So I've already been doing that and it's more mindset, which is really everything. So I got that coach. I have another coach who helps me with my social media and, you know, making your profile look good and how to post on social media and what to post and when to post and all that stuff. And then I've got another coach who helps me be a better coach. Because if he asks me a great question, well, guess who's about to get it next? The next person I talk to is going to get the exact same question. You know, so it's that that's what that's what it is for right now. Plus, I read a lot of books. If someone has a book, I don't have one where I can reach it. Someone has a book and it's, you know, 200 pages and it's $20. They've poured months or years into their life for 20 bucks. I mean, it's a stone cold bargain. Right, right. You know, and... Books have the potential to change your life. Now, I have, I have heard Jim Quick, who wrote the book Limitless, he works with all the movie stars on memorizing their lines. He works with Will Smith and people you've heard of. He says, if you're reading to read, like you're reading a novel or whatever, read as long as you want. But if you're reading to consume, I think he says 25 to 28 minutes is maximum, or you're going to start seeing your, your ability to comprehend and recall and retain info start going down after I think 28 minutes. So I set my timer for 25 minutes. When the timer goes off, I may finish the page I'm on. So I know that's going to take three minutes. Then I'll get up and take a five or 10 minute break and let my brain kind of reset before I dive back in. I'm not, the days of me reading for like two hours straight are over, but reading, you know, 30 minutes a day could change your whole life. I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred and 25%. So I, I, I love that we had a chance to chat with you today. And, and, and I know we can keep going, but I want to be true to our time that we picked. So one, I just want to thank you for your time. I love having you on the show. So you're welcome back any, any time. But why don't you tell everyone one last time how to connect with you and where they can find you? Yeah, this has been a blast. I just looked at the clock not right now. And I thought we've been talking for about 10 minutes and we've been talking for almost 30. So yeah, this is this has been a blast. The best way to get a hold of me, davidcreel.com. It's got phone number, email, LinkedIn, YouTube channel, at the lot. I mean, the lot. Okay, it's got everything. I'm on LinkedIn, the David Creel. 
I'm on Facebook, David Creel. I'm pretty much everywhere, but the best place is davidcreel.com. There's a free Wheel of Life assessment that we talked about earlier. And then at the bottom, I've got my book available that I just wrote with Tom Ziegler. Nice. Love it. Yeah, I think I think Ron and I might need to get a, get a copy of that book and, and start down that process. But I think more importantly is we should plan for another round. We should plan for a March or something, reconnect, and then, you know, see, see where the year's going, see how, how all of us are doing and, and uh, talk about it live on a show. Whenever you're ready, I'm down whenever y'all are. Cool. All right. David, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, boys. Thanks, David. Did you know that Hindsight Hacking Media Agency, we do all things podcasts from launch. If you're already doing 10,000 downloads in a week, we handle everything. All you have to do, record it and forget it. Guys, if you're launching a podcast, get with these guys. I could not honestly hit the charts without them. I'm not getting paid for this, but working with both of you, the professionalism and the system that you guys had to launch the podcast, you guys killed it. We want to help the impactors create an impact by just letting you be you and not worry about all this other crazy stuff. Connect with us. All the links will be in the show notes. See you next time. Go create an impact.